up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of the Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hi everyone, welcome. My name is Derek and I am one of the members of the Plus Platoon. We are a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed so you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in the rest of the platoon now, starting with Kate. Kate, how are you doing this evening? I'm so good, my brother. How are you? Doing very, very well. Had a good weekend and, you know, nice and relaxed. Yay! Next, we have Peter. Pete, how are you doing this evening? Hey, everybody. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm looking forward to this show. I'm looking forward to seeing which one of us can convince Derek, because this is going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Next, we have... Rebecca, Rebecca, how you doing? I'm doing so good. So excited to be back. How are you guys? Doing great. And we also have, rounding out the platoon, is Sam. Sam, how's your evening going? Oh, excellent. Uh, especially now that I have internet back. I was afraid I wasn't going to be here for this show, um, but I really, really wanted to because this is going to be really fun to try and convince Derek to pick my Marvel movie over all of your Marvel movies. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. But before we get to that, we've got some Disney Plus news this week. So, Kate, what's the news? We sure do. Welcome to Disney Plus News. You're welcome. Uh, in Disney Plus News this week, everybody, we have Diary of a Wimpy Kid animated movie um, that is going to premiere on December 3rd. <clears throat> we also have Big Shot Season 2. Big Shot is getting a Season 2. We'll see if it was better than Season 1. Uh, I think we ended up liking Big Shot toward the end. Anyway, uh, according to the man, the myth, the legend, Henry Winkler, who is one of the stars of the series of Monsters at Work, according to him, we're getting a season two. But I do need to say he is not only famous for Monsters at Work, but he is the Arthur Fonzarelli from Happy Days. Thank you. That's all. Um, and last but certainly not least, we've got Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales uh, special is released. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so the special released its first trailer this week. Uh, this special is will not be considered canon, but it will go with the characters we know. It will premiere on October 1st on Disney+. Plus. That's all I got. We'll have to do that. And for those of you non-Star Wars people, that's the same day the Muppet Haunted Mansion comes out. So we'll be hitting both of those that week. December 3rd is my birthday. So I'm excited for ah, the Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Happy birthday. It was always also Willie's birthday on September oh, That's right. Happy belated birthday, Willie. <laughs> now, it's been previewed this week, but... The mission, should they choose to accept it, is to convince me that there is an MCU movie 
that I will like. Um, those of you who have been following along with us know that I am not the biggest Marvel fan. I wouldn't say I'm a Marvel hater because there have been a few things that I have liked coming across. My favorite so far has probably been WandaVision. But these four think that there is a movie out there that I will enjoy. My priorities are I want it to be funny. It needs to have good pacing. And it needs to be able to stand on its own. I should not be have to watch three or four other movies to understand what's going on. So they're each going to have a chance to get a Marvel movie from me. But those of you watching along, I've heard some comments throughout the week. Put them in the comments with you guys. What Marvel movie do you think I should like? So first Marvel movie we're going to have comes from my girl, Kate. Kate, what have you got? This was tough for me, Derek, because I do enjoy Marvel movies. I, it would actually be easier for me to tell you what movie to absolutely not watch. But um, I have to go with the OG. The very first movie to come out was the, the original Iron Man. That's uh, the first time you meet Iron Man with Robbie da Robert Downey Jr. Uh, you literally don't need to know anything else about it because it it was the movie that kind of kicked off everything. Um, none of the Captain Americas were made. It came out in 2008. <clears throat> um, I struggled because I thought about doing the first Captain America movie, but this movie is Robert Downey Jr. And, and it in character of Iron Man gives you like, he's just cocky enough that it's funny. Some, he has a lot of one liners, um, that are really funny. His relationship with Pepper Potts, who is his assistant. Um, it's really good. I really, really enjoyed this movie. It is, it could be a little on the not dated side, but it doesn't have all of the crazy technology that we have now. Um, but I think that the original Iron Man, you don't need to know who anyone is. You don't need to know any plot lines because this is the first introduction of everything. So um, I, I will say I have seen Iron the Man. end scene from Iron Man several times, like the very, you know, the I am Iron Man scene. Um, I have also I love Robert Downey Jr.'s Robert Downey Jr.'s humor that that dry, very even keel humor. I love um, that. That's my kind of humor. So be interesting to see. This, this is a solid pick. I mean, I have to agree with Kate as far as obviously Iron Man stands alone because it's the first movie. But I, I would say that's not as challenging of a pick as some of the rest of us made because Iron Man, of course, it's easy to separate from the rest of the universe because the rest of the universe didn't exist yet. Okay, but, but it is a, but it, what you all picked. <laughs> and then I was like, what's left? For the <laughs> no, but this is a good Iron Man is a great movie. It starts off the series strong, uh, perhaps not the funniest of all of the movies, but they're certainly funny. Mo they're certainly funny moments. It's it's it. This is a solid pick. Yeah, it would. It wouldn't be. Obviously, it wasn't the one I would pick, um, but I do agree. It's probably the best of the three Iron Man movies. Um, and it really is. It, it still holds up as a good story. Um, it's certainly better than number two, which is not terrible, really. If I, we we recently watched rewatched all three, maybe like a year ago, and I I would say one and three are very close. Two isn't so good. So 
yeah, if you're going to, and, and it's definitely funny and it's definitely, so I think it does hit all your, check all your boxes, but it wouldn't be my pick. I agree and disagree. I think that it has, it has a good sense of humor. There is some humor to it just because like we've mentioned, there is that dry, starchy, sarcastic tone that just Iron Man always has, but I and and as far as oh not needing to know anything, I don't need to drag on with that. You really, really don't. But the one thing that I think that it really is missing is a lot of action. It does not grab right away, in my opinion, because it has to build into what Iron Man does. Ryan here says. Yes, he built the MCU in a cave with a box of scraps, but you have to watch him do that. Not very action-oriented in the first 30 to 45 minutes of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, Gina thinks Iron Man's a solid choice. Uh, Ryan thinks it's a good choice. Uh, it literally catapulted the MCU. How does it compare to the first Christian Bale Batman as far as pacing? Is it similar? I would say if there's a weakness to it, it is the pacing a little bit. Um, not so much. I find, I think the first part, the, the, I mean, there's not a lot of action in that first part, but there's a lot of suspense in that part when he's in the cave. Um, there's kind of like a middle part where he's developing the suit that I think goes on a little bit too long. Um, so um, I would agree that maybe the pacing isn't that good. I don't know. What do you think of Batman Begins? That that one was definitely slower paced. It's funnier than Batman. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but Batman Begins is so dark of a movie. So, I mean, this is not yeah. a dark movie I didn't movie mind the like Christian that. Bale developing the Batman technology and all that part. So I didn't mind that part of the story. What Kate mentioned earlier, the dated parts. If you've seen Avengers and you see them with, oh, blowing up the screens and they're touching thin air to create stuff. If you've seen, you know, Jarvis come to life as Ultron and, you know, you've seen all that type of technology, 100%. I think it's really cool. And some of the later Iron Man movies, he hits a button or clicks a pen and his entire suit morphs and comes from wherever it is around him or explodes from a pod. That type of technology is just not available yet. And, or it hasn't, he hasn't dived into that yet, but he is still smart and very advanced with technology but it's just not and, and and to me that's not as big of a drawback personally um amy says okay her thought was thor ragnarok and that may be coming i no idea what was going on but made him made her laugh want to know what the heck she missed so that may or may not be coming next up we have peter pete what what marvel movie I specifically, I thought of this movie even before you put your criteria in. My movie definitely meets all three of your criterias. It is not my favorite Marvel movie. In fact, all three other ones, I'm already going to knock my movie. All three other ones that are going to be mentioned today are higher on my list. But I think this is a movie you're, you'll like. And the movie I picked for you is Ant-Man. And the reason I picked Ant-Man is for exactly the reasons that you asked about. One, very much on its own of a movie. Um, other than there's a short scene at the beginning uh, that's set in like the 80s with an older Peggy Carter and Howard Stark. And then there's one scene later in the movie where Ant-Man fights one of the Avengers. Other than that, there's like no connection at all to uh, to the, any of the other movies. 
two is I wouldn't call it a comedy, but I would say it's one of the funnier uh, of the Marvel movies with intentional comedy, not just jokes, but actual like funny scenes. Um, the other thing is it's a heist movie. So it's paced more like a heist movie. Uh, it does at the end devolve. I don't want to say devolve, but it becomes what a typical Marvel is, which is a villain fighting the good guy and punch, punch, punch. But most of the movie is set with them trying to steal this technology. Um, the, uh, the fourth thing I would say is, I don't know how you feel about Michael Douglas, but like he's been missing from the movies for a long time, in my opinion, in the eighties and nineties. And I know that was probably the time you grew up on movies. If you liked Michael Douglas back then, I think his character in this reminds me very much of the, I'd say the eighties, Michael Douglas, maybe more than the nineties one. Cause nineties was more evil, but, um, I just think that this movie is outside the box of normal Marvel movies. And I think from that perspective, you might like it a lot. That's my pitch. Um, Paul Rudd is the lead in that. Is that correct? Paul Rudd is the lead. Yep. And he helped, he helped uh, him and Adam McKay who um, directed a lot of comedies uh, helped punch up the script. Uh, it was a rigid script was originally, originally Edgar Wright was going to do the movies who did. I don't know if you saw the, um, uh, Shaun of the Dead and those movies, but he was originally going to direct the movie, and then um, he ended up leaving, and they they like punched it up with more humor and things like that. So it, um, I think it's a it's a I think it's as I said one of the more comedic movies, even though I wouldn't call it comedy. I was um, talk to me a little bit more about the humor because to me, the original Ghostbusters is funny. Talladega Nights is not. Uh, it's definitely not Talladega Nights type humor. Um, I, it's more of a um, funny, I guess, more funny character, like funny characters and jokes. Uh, Paul Rudd is part of this crew of of um, criminals. So he's he's not your traditional superhero because he's like a, a criminal. And at the beginning of the movie, I think he's in jail and he gets let out of jail and he ends up because he can't get a job going back with his old crew and the old crew, the three guys in his old crew. One of them is Michael Pena. And, um, he's really funny in the movie. Um, so it's, but it's not like stupid or gross out humor. It's more, you know, joke humor. So Gina compares Adam McKay as Anchorman. Is it similar to Anchorman type humor? No, definitely okay. not Anchorman. Okay. Okay. Then it's still got a shot. So, um, let's bring back in Kate, Rebecca and Sam and guys thoughts about Ant-Man. This is an okay pick. It wouldn't be my pick. Um, I I agree with Pete that the heist part of this movie is like the best part and that Michael Pena is hilarious. And that part of the movie is is really good. Um, And it has a great, fantastic supporting cast in general, this this movie. Um, But I think the villain is weak and lacking in this film um and i think the ultimate villain um hero fight is not it's just not great and it's like a short part of the movie it's like that kind of feels like an afterthought so i don't like i love the first maybe two-thirds of this movie and don't really love the the last third of this movie because that's where sort of the main villain becomes uh the 
the focus of the film. So, you know, it's got some good things. I agree with Pete. It does stand on its own. There's only those two scenes he talked about that you really don't need to know in order to, um, you don't need to know who those characters are to really enjoy the movie. Um, so it does stand on its own well, but I just don't think the pacing and the, and the villain story are, are good enough for you. I'll, I'll agree that the villain isn't that great, but I, again, I think one of the things that might appeal to Derek is that in a lot of Marvel movies, Movies, the final battle that goes on and on and on. And this, this final battle is actually pretty contained. I think it takes place, you know, 10, 15 minutes. There isn't like three or four twists where the villain comes back or anything like that. So I think you might like that aspect of it as well. I wouldn't say it's, I would agree. I wouldn't say it's, he's far from the best villain in, in the movies, but um, I, I don't think that is necessarily a weakness. The humor in it for me the fu- like I genuinely the funniest part for me is just seeing him that that tiny is just seeing, literally seeing him ant sized because I think it's just hilarious. I mean he packs a punch right in his little tiny body, but it's so I just think that it's it's cute and it's funny. Um, it's more dad joke humor because he is a father and the daughter in that movie is one of the teenage Avengers or the young Avengers eventually. So that story kind of develops there, but it is very centered around his family in the beginning and their struggles and stuff. And then it turns into the, the heistish movie. And, and so it kind of, again, kind of like Iron Man, you have to develop that story. It stands on its own. It's a different type of humor than Iron Man. Um, but kind of like what Sam was saying, that that energy, I guess, is just not very catching right away for me. I I think it, for the criteria that you put, Derek, this movie hits the nail on the head. I can see why Pete, Pete picked this. Um, I love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd can do no wrong in my eyes. Like, I think that his humor is brilliant. Um, and not in a forced way like Teledinga Knights or Anchorman. He is just so genuine in his humor. Um, yeah, I think I think Pete, this was a great pick. I will say that if you, it depends on your tolerance for Paul Rudd. If you like Paul Rudd, and again, not Anchorman, not playing some doofus character, but more the typical Paul Rudd everyman that he does in a lot of movies. If you like that, then it'll work. If you if you don't like it, then it's maybe not the best choice. One last question on this one. Uh, do they play? Okay. Are the jokes played? Do they play the jokes for humor? Or do they play the jokes straight and they just happen? You, under, you understand what I'm asking like that? Think, is it the original Ghostbusters or is it the the new all-female Ghostbusters with the Saturday Night Live where they went for oh, the Oh, def- definitely the original. No, it's, it's definitely the original up, Ghostbusters. They don't set up the jokes, if that's what you're thinking. They kind of just but, naturally but it's not- fall. But it's not dry humor, no. though, either. I wouldn't say it's sarcastic dry humor. It is still intentional humor. It's just it's not slapstick. Though. Well, I think some of it like because this the parts with Michael Douglas, because there's there's kind of two sets of humors. One's one's the like crew and that's more haha funny. And then the the Michael Douglas stuff is more sarcastic humor because basically you know, Michael Douglas picks this guy, but he's kind of a, a doofus and he's trying to train him to be the next Ant-Man. And 
he's not real good at it. So there's a little bit of that, like Michael Douglas disdain for uh, this guy, that's kind of a, I don't want to say an idiot, but like a little bit, <laughs> he's not a fighter. Let's put it that way. Gina said Ant-Man had a great cast. Um, Ryan says uh, he thinks Pete hit the criteria on the head. Paul Rudd's greatness movie. Tina uh, says Ant-Man's one of her favorites. Um, so yeah, very, very intriguing. Next, we have Miss Rebecca. Rebecca, what do you got for me? Um, Abby, I'm like, I'm just waiting for my my moment. Okay. Now, Derek, everyone in this life has a glorious purpose, if you will. Okay. My movie that I have chosen for you today is Your Glorious Purpose, and I have chosen Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Can this movie stand alone? I will give you three things that you need to know prior to the movie to understand the rest of it. Number one, Thor and Loki are stepbrothers. Number two, they are the sons of Odin. And number three, they live on a planet called Asgard. If you can live with those three things, needing to know those three, the rest of the movie, you do not need to know because everything is explained to you as it happens or it happens. And then later on, you find out who that person is, where they come from, what their desires are. Very almost origin story like. First things first, it is the funniest movie in the MCU. You have the brother banter back and forth between Thor and Loki. One-liner humor from a character named Korg, who is made of stones. And a wicked battle for the strongest Avenger between Thor and Hulk in the middle of the movie. Another thing that is just so amazing about this movie is Jeff Goldblum is a character, a very villainous character in this movie, I may add. He is the grandmaster in this new planet, and he absolutely kills it. He brings a very dry, sarcastic type of humor to the movie because everything he says is literal, but he plays just a astounding very theatrical, dramatic character in life, and it's and it's amazing. The soundtrack for this movie, I would think, is equivalent to Black Panther or Guardians of the Galaxy, depending on the type of music you're into. There is Led Zeppelin. Um, I can't really think of any others, but the first song that you hear, the first major song of this of this movie, is a Led Zeppelin song. Um, if you haven't seen it, it sparks a desire to go and watch Doctor Strange. There is a scene in the movie where Doctor Strange is involved with Loki and Thor on Earth, and he doesn't really change anything that happens throughout the rest of the movie, but you're intrigued on who that character is if you don't already know who he is in the beginning. Um, I will say the villain in this movie is family-oriented, so there's a, a hidden twist inside of this Thor movie that is not spoken about in the previous Thor movies. It, again, doesn't change anything that happens in the timeline or under to understand it's just isolated in this movie, not even mentioned in previous 
Thor's Avengers, nothing. She just shows up here, but she's like family to Thor and Loki. One of the other things that is so amazing about this movie is Tom Hiddleston. Another thing that is amazing about this movie, it really breaks the molds of these serious MCU movies that have a lot of darkness and these horrible pasts. A lot of the Avengers either have something happen to them or they come up and parents are missing or dead or they've gone through a lot of hardships in their life. And uh, this just kind of breaks up that that monotony, I think there's that brother relationship between Thor and Loki outshines the rest of it. They actually work together. Loki is not the villain in this movie. So you get to see such a, a more wholesome side to him, kind of like we did with the TV show Loki. Um, and the last thing, not the, not the least thing, Chris Hemsworth gets a haircut. So he... He doesn't look like he usually does, which makes him look more like a man. <laughs> Brings a new side to him. I will be perfectly honest. Jeff Goldblum lost you points in this movie. Um, he's not my favorite at all. Well, okay. Jeff Goldblum can be good or mm-hmm. he can be incredibly annoying. So is he more Jurassic Park or Independence Day? I haven't seen Independence Day. And there's a problem. No, but <laughs> that's not on Disney Plus, is it? But anyway, <laughs> you know, let's go ahead and, I was like, let's pull everyone else in on this one also. So, guys, other thoughts on Thor Ragnarok? Listen, I'm going to jump right in. <laughs> this is my favorite movie in the MCU. This hands down. This movie, and Rebecca nailed it, like 100% nailed it when she said that this movie breaks the mold. This is this this is the first movie that like really is funny and it's not funny because it's forced funny. Korg, who is the rock character, uh, he has very few lines and he steals the whole show. Like uh, in answer to Jeff Goldblum, um, he he is not annoying because he's the villain. He's he is it's it's I I hear what you're saying, Derek. I I know what you're talking about. Um, I did not find him annoying in this movie. He's like wildly flamboyant in this movie. Yeah. He's like this total weirdo over the top, but he is, I agree with Kate. He's because he's the villain. Like you don't like him, but you're supposed to not like him. He's not annoying. I would say um, I'm going to agree and disagree on some of these points. I 100% agree. This is the funniest MCU movie of all time. But I have to disagree about this movie standing on its own. I do think there's a lot more that you get from this movie when you know the backstory of all the characters. And so while I do think this is a great pick, Rebecca, I don't think that this is the movie for you, Derek. I think that this is a great movie after you've watched a couple more. And then I think you will really enjoy it. But I'm just not which sure sh- you'll like it on its own. I have watched before this one. I, I think you got to watch the first Thor movie. I mean, I, that's, you know, I, you don't have to watch the second Thor movie because no, this, I think, I, is the third. But um, do, not, 
Do yeah. not watch Thor Dark World. It is yeah, the no, worst I don't. Movie. I agree. It, that one's the worst. But I think it's you awful. have to watch the first Thor movie. Um, I think it also helps to have watched. Um, well, the first the first Avengers, which you I, we know you've already seen. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you get Hulk's backstory. So I, I think it I think this hits the mark completely on two out of your three categories. But I think where it misses is on the standing on its own. So that's why I just I don't think that this should be your pick, even though I 100 percent agree. This is the funniest movie. And all of the positive things Rebecca said about this movie are all true. OK. And Gina thinks that if I've seen the Avengers, it's fine. So, Pete, what are your thoughts on that? And because that's a that's a big sticking point for me. Yeah, I agree that you don't have to watch the first two Thor movies if you've seen Avengers. I think Avengers gives you enough of Thor and Loki's relationship. Um, And as as Rebecca said, what you don't know about it too much is Odin. And there's a little bit the beginning with with Odin that might be a teeny bit confusing, but I don't really think so. the other thing with Jeff Goldblum, he's very Jeff Goldblum in this movie. <laughs> uh, but I also don't think they overuse him. He's probably only in like, if you actually like took his scenes, he's probably only in about 20 minutes of the movie. Um, he's actually not the main villain. He's the main villain of the center part of the movie. But the main villain is, I won't, I won't say the character, but it's Kate Blanchett, if you like her. Um, but uh, um I don't think, you know, and I would also put it closer to the uh, Jurassic Park, Jeff Goldblum, than the Independence Day, Jeff Goldblum. Um, but I think this is a solid pick because it is it it, it is one of my favorite. I mean, if I was going to list my top three, this would be in it. Um, and it is very, very funny. It is, I would say, between this and Guardians of the Galaxy are the two funniest ones. I I agree with Gina and Pete that just watching the original, I just watched Ragnarok again today to make sure that I kind of knew everything that I wanted to say about this. Um, yes, there are some, there's, you, you don't need to know who Hulk is. I think it's hard to not know who he is just on your own information. You don't have to know the movies to see a giant green man and be like, oh, that's the Incredible Hulk. In a previous movie, he goes missing and they find him in this movie, but that's not important. That doesn't change, I guess, the the way that the movie plays out. It's just a funny scene. And it, I don't know, I it's... It's so hard because I could, I, when we were talking about which movie are we going to talk, are we going to pitch? I can't speak about any movie the way I speak about this one. I watch this on my free time when I'm bored. If I just need something on in the background, it's, there's not a part. And, and when it, what is the the third criteria? It was the pacing. Yeah. The first five minutes, there's a fight scene. And then they explain a little bit and where they're explaining and where they're just having the story, the humor is strong. It is deep and it is constant. And then they go into another changing moment and then it goes back to the humor and it just kind of switches back and forth between this action and you're laughing and you're, you're constantly, I always feel hooked to it. I was literally playing it in the background, making dinner and Willie is like coming downstairs or he's just finishing working out. And I catch him like, 
just drawn. You're just drawn to it when you, when you hear it on and when you see it. And so I really do think if, if funny and pacing are, are your two important factors, you really don't need to know everything there is to know about Loki and Hulk and Thor to understand what is going on in the movie. Since I have my own movie to pitch, I'm going to say one thing against it. It's a, there's a maybe too much fighty fight scenes in this movie. There's a lot of, there's a lot of battles. They don't go on super long. Um, there's probably three or four of them though. Um, so if you, if you like, don't like big CGI battles between two sides, um, you may get bored with okay. that at some point on the fights. And, and I want you guys, uh, Kate and Pete talk about yours on this one also. And Sam will let you hit this. Is it more one-on-one type fights for each of your movies or like, like the Avengers where it's a lot of people against a lot of people type fights. Mine has both. There's a one-on-one fight scene between Hulk and Thor, which is a fight scene. I wouldn't say it's a fight scene. Um, And then there is the main villain who has an overtaking and the gang, Thor, Loki, and others included, have to overtake the overtaker, the main villain. Um, But they're not the ones who end the fight. There's a, a sneak ending to that when someone comes out and ends the fight for them. So, girl, you were giving away so much of this movie. I, was gonna I, say, I feel like almost like you really need to watch it now. <laughs> no, but, um, no, 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 so, no, no. I didn't say anybody's character. I didn't say anybody's Ant- name. Ant- yeah, Ant Man. Ant Man. There's there's one fight in the whole movie. Is at the end, two people. Uh, Iron Man. It is more one on one fighting. It is not. And correct me if I'm wrong on that, y'all, because it, I, I did watch it. But remember, Kate's making her way through the MCU. So she's watched a lot of Marvel. Uh, but I feel like it is more one person fighting. Yes. And and I, I'll give I, you I would agree. I'll give you the preview of mine. I'm not going to say what movie yet, but mine has uh, two small man on man combat scenes. And then it has one epic um battle scene big battle and an epic one-on-one battle as well and let's go ahead and lead right into that and willie's counting on you here that's right give give the only right answer the answer is sam the only right answer here is black panther you guys it better than any other movie except maybe iron man one completely stands on its own Derek, it takes place in a fictional African country called Wakanda with heroes native to that country. It is a tech-savvy African country. There's two fantastic brand new MCU villains. The main villain, Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan, has one of the most amazing and wonderful villain performances in the MCU. He's got an interesting backstory that you learn at one point in the movie in a, in some short, but powerful flashback scenes. It explains how he became the villain he is. And like with many good villains, while you hate his current persona, you feel sympathy and empathy for how he got to be where he is. It is also historical because it is the most diverse of all the Marvel films. It has mostly a black cast, excuse me, And while it has a black male title character, Black Panther, uh, played by Chadwick Boseman, all of the other heroes in this film 
are black women and they are badass women. If you like cool gadgetry and a funny inventor, this is also the film for you. T'Challa, Black Panther's younger sister, Shuri, is a tech-savvy teen. She creates all of the really cool tech in the film in, that is used by the Wakandans. And she also makes some of the funniest one-liner jokes in this movie, mostly at her brother's expense. She's a charming and delightful character. She steals the scenes that she's in. And while not maybe as funny as Thor Ragnarok. This film is it has some great comedic moments. It's a lot of that brother-sister ribbing type humor. So it's really, uh, really well done. It's definitely not slapstick. It's, it's definitely uh, very subtle humor and, and really, really well done. Really smart movie. Um, perhaps best of all, there is no alien stuff in this movie. And there is no multiverse in this movie. Um, it also has a wickedly awesome soundtrack. It's um, produced by by Kendrick Lamar, uh, who's a hip hop artist and producer. Uh, it's just an amazing all around good movie. As I said earlier, there is a couple of um, hand, man on man combat scenes, and it has to do with uh, T'Challa becoming the new king after his father passes away. Um, which that's not really a spoiler because that happens, right? you know, you find that out right at the beginning of the movie. Um, and then there is, you know, a big fight scene uh, within Wakanda at the end and also obviously a one-on-one -on -one fight scene between him and the main villain, Killmonger. And I will be perfectly honest. I think I've seen that in fight scene. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, I mean, th nothing wrong with that. I think this is this is a great movie. This is a great fight scene. It, I think it hits all of your marks on pacing. Uh, obviously, it hits your marks on standing alone because it it you don't have to know any of the Avengers because this is the introduction of Black Panther into the MCU, um, and so it completely stands on its own. There's there's no backstory you need whatsoever. I don't need to give you a single fact. Okay. Yeah. And Dan definitely agrees with you. Uh, he yes. says Black Panther. Uh, Gina says it's the villain. Her villain is the best best villain. Gina, let's pull. Go ahead and pull everyone. At least Rebecca and Pete in. Um, Pete, Rebecca. Uh, I let down Willie. Apparently, I don't know if did Willie want Guardians of the Galaxy because that's another great movie too. No, no. He is. Uh, he said uh, Captain America: Captain Winter, Soldier. Winter Soldier. Oh, guys, thoughts on Black Panther? Solid pick. Come at so, me. Really <laughs> yeah. This isn't. This is an, another fantastic movie. It is also in my top three. I love this movie, but I think it's very Marvel-y, like very <laughs> typical Marvel story. And I don't think it's that funny. I mean, there, there is some humor in it. I mean, all of them have some humor, but if you, if to you, the event, if the Avengers movie didn't have enough humor for you, this is, this doesn't have more mover, more humor than the Avengers movie. So those would be my only two things against it. I think it's a fantastic story. The acting is great. The villain, they really, they one of the few Marvel movies that really caught a villain that has a real side to him. Like his, his arguments are really like, you can, you can see where he's coming from. And um, it's also, it also feels like a real story uh, there's some depth to the story, like why the things are happening um, uh, as, 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 you know, other than the, um, you know, the what's the vibranium or whatever they use for everything. There's not really a lot, really a lot of fantastical to it. Um, but I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a good pick for you. 
but it's a great movie. Great I, so movie. I agree, Pete. It's not like at the top of the list and funny, but it's got humor in it and it's such a good movie. It doesn't need to be hilarious, you know, laugh out loud all mi- every minute. So when I think of like movies that have some humor in it, but don't need it, I think like some of the uh, some of the James Bond movies. Are we talking that kind of hu- that level of humor or not to that point? Because when I you talked about, um, I think it was Shuri you said as this inventor, my mind immediately went to Q in the James Bond movies. Are we? Is it a similar type character? Yes, or, yes, okay. it's a similar type character, and she's a teenager. That makes it even more interesting. Kate, Rebecca, what are your thoughts? Um, all right, I, I this is my second favorite. Well. This is in my top three uh, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. It was a tough call between Guardians and Iron Man for me. Um, but Kate got more confused with Guardians. And so <laughs> that's fine. Um, but uh, Black Panther is a solid choice. It's uh, Chadwick Boseman is, is flawless. Um, his the girl who plays his sister. I mean, the Wakandan women are just breathtaking um i'm so upset that we can't have them here at disney world because they are the fiercest of the fierce um it has a great plot line it's got a great villain um great plot it's it's a good choice i i mean yeah there's i think it's one of the only mcu movies to actually make me cry I'm very touched by the Wakandan tradition that that is deep inside this movie. Um, it is just ex- extremely moving and just you you never stop just like being breathtaking by the weight of how beautiful the land is. First off, um, how technolo- technologically advanced they are. The way that they speak is intriguing. There's there's nothing that aesthetically misses with this movie. And stands alone, obviously. The one thing I, I did not find it funny at all. To me, there was there was a humor enough to make me go like, oh, we lightened it a little bit, or I would smile, but I was never like chuckling and remembering anything funny about that movie even now if i think about it i can't remember i funny would not be the word that i would use to describe it but it it stands alone completely and you're captivated just by by the imagery and and the scenery alone that you want to keep yeah that's a really excellent point rebecca this the cinematography and the just visually this movie is also breathtaking i i i I can't disagree with some of the criticisms on you know the issue of of hilariousness funny i think it's really clever and charming and that the the funny that's in it is enough um but it's not um you know, it's not a comedy, this movie, it's an adventure movie and, and it's, it is a moving, wonderful story of a hero and his country. It's not just about, that's the other part I really like about this movie is it's not just about the hero. It's about this culture of people. And that's what makes this movie more moving than some of the other. And that's why this is my favorite MCU. Thank you for all this. I loved some of the comments. We did have an honorable mention for guardians of the galaxy. 
Um, Ryan backed you up as far as it crushed the box office for representation. It's it stands alone. My pick is coming up after we watch after we talk about the last two other two shows we've got coming up. So partially because I still need a couple more minutes to think about this. So um, because I will be honest, guys, we, they are we all, challenged you, I think, because we yeah. I think mm-hmm. we came up with four good movies. I think they're all four good movies. And I have a feeling that at some point, all four of those will go into our rotation. It's just which one do I want to watch? Basically, which one do I want to watch first? Yeah, these are all great movies. You can't go wrong. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Pete, Monsters at Work it had its season finale this year. Did you laugh or did you scream? <laughs> well, it's laughter thereafter. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I've enjoyed the show. I've seen, I've seen all the episodes. Um, I enjoyed the show and thought all along it was pretty good. I actually really liked the last episode. It was, um, I think it took too long to get there with some, you know, kind of mediocre middle of the road episodes in between, but the last episode had, had humor and it had heart. It was the first episode to me that felt like a Pixar movie in that there was really, you know, some, some warmth from the characters and things like that. Um, you know, uh, I mean the plot of the whole season was for, uh, now I can't even remember his name. Ty, <laughs> Tyrol, Tyrod. Um, for for the main character Ty Ty, I'll call him Tyler. That's it. Yeah, uh, to get his, you know, he started off. He wanted to be a scarer, and then they converted to jokesters on his first day, and he finally gets his chance to be a jokester. And um, you know, he uh, the 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 rest of the team is very sad, but then they end up supporting him. And I really I really enjoyed where the the episode. Uh, and then I think the, I, I haven't seen the original in a long time, but I think the episode ended at the same scene as the last scene of monsters Inc. So it was, it was very, um, I really, I really liked the last episode overall. The series is kind of meh to me. Uh, but I, I, it was worth going through for the last episode. Uh, what did you think, Sam? So I have not yet watched the last few episodes. I watched about the first, I think, five episodes. I loved the first three. I felt like four and five started to kind of go downhill or plateau. Um, so I, I think this is a this is a fun series to watch or season to watch. Um, is it as good as the movies? No, perhaps not. But it's a, a really good watch on Disney+. Plus. Kate, it was cute. It was cute. <laughs> it was cute. I mean, I've got, I've got my, my MU or my monsters hat on. I, it was cute. I, um, it could have been its own movie, but you know, I like, and I like that they had, uh, Mike and Sully and Roz and and Smoochie Poo or whatever her name is. Like, I'm glad that they did so many yeah. nods to the original characters, but. I like that they were secondary and that it's did. I thought, I thought it was really good. I thought it was good. Derek. For me, I mean, cute, predictable, fun. Um, I will say the voices are what saved the series. The fact that they actually had the original voices come back. Yeah. Great voices. If they had had, if they had tried to recast Sully and my, it wouldn't have worked because those voices are so iconic. Yeah, they would have had to have just not have them in the series. I agree. I think they would have if they weren't going to voice them with the original actors. 
I will say for me, I've seen the original enough that the very end where they basically replay the part from the movie, I would have I would have loved to have seen them actually stick in the original animation from the movie to tie that in because it, it and yes the lighting was different and it would have been jarring but then it would have been def- a definite connection because otherwise you really had to think about it i know we've said there's going to be a season two i'm hoping that season two kind of goes to the old saturday morning cartoons where you don't have to watch the whole series where it can be a very i'm very a big fan of People have busy lives. Kids are busy. I don't have time to watch nine different episodes just to watch the finale. Now, I did in this case, but so that's one my main criticism of it. Kate, real quick. Yeah, really fast. I wrote down this quote because it made me laugh out loud when they were talking about, I believe, the characters. And they said, they just want you to sleep, eat and say moderately funny things. And I was like, how do I get that job? Because that's my dream. Anyway. <laughs> how do Love you get it. that job? You're on a podcast. Being a platooner. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you guys, we've dropped Rebecca because Rebecca has not watched the series. So it's nothing against Rebecca. She just hasn't been a part of it. So guys, <laughs> how many cups of pixie dust for the series? Not How many cups would you give the series out of five? Pete. I would give it three only because of the last episode before that. I probably would have given it about two and a half. I haven't finished the whole thing, but I'm going to say I'm going to go with Pete. I'm going to give it a solid three. Same three. And that's about where I'm at a three also. Wow. I think think that, yeah, I think that this can, I think second season may make or break it, but I think that. I think it's it's a solid beginning. As we've said before, this is what we wanted from the seek from the sequel to Monsters Inc. We didn't mm-hmm. want Monsters U. We it's, wanted this. Yeah. I will I will say I liked it better than Monsters University. And the last thing we watched this week was Doug Days. It follows Doug and Carl through five about 10-minute shorts. Sam, do you dig it? Oh my God, you know I dig it. Did you dig to it? <laughs> I I dug it. <laughs> I I honestly thought this was delightful, um, charming, adorable. Uh my I, I watched the first three episodes. My favorite so far was um the puppies episode because the puppies and Doug interacting are so cute. Um, but Doug is one of my favorite characters in you know, Pixar in general. Um, I love the movie Up. Um, and one of one of the best things about this movie is is Doug and and Mr. Fredrickson, Carl. So it, it's just I can't say enough good things about this, especially because they are just these 10 minute shorts. So you don't have to, you know, sit for all there's only I think five episodes out right now. Yeah. And they're they're like I said, they're only 10 minutes long, or I think one of them's even eight minutes long. But these are just so fun. Um, they, they remind me of a lot of, a lot of the short films that are on the Disney plus platform. That is just fantastic. So I'm a big fan. Um, Kate, did you watch this one? I did. I did. I liked it. I liked it a lot. The only thing that gets really annoying to me is the squirrel joke. <laughs> it's, it's not even the jokes with the squirrel. It's a da, 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 squirrel. Like, yeah. And I get it. That's part of the movie. 
I find it very annoying because people, because I get very distracted in real life. And so people like to say that to me (laughs) over and over. And so I want, like when that was presented in the very first episode, I was like, oh, here we go. Um, But I thought it was cute. I liked it. There. I will say this has made me laugh more than anything since I've started watching Disney Plus. This is probably the funniest thing that I have seen on here yet, especially that's new. If you have a dog, this is such a must see. Yes. Especially if you have a dog that's any of, you know, that's any kind of a hound or anything like that. The smell episode. It was great (laughs) hearing Ed Asner one last time as Carl, because he did come back and do the voices for this. Was every episode great? No. Were most of them fun? Yeah. Um, I loved Simon Helberg as the squirrel. Okay. Howard Wallowitz off Big Bang Theory. He was the squirrel in that fifth episode. Totally recommend the series. Pete, is is it unanimous? Did we all like it? I, I I've only seen two episodes, but I loved it. I laughed out loud at least two or three times each episode. And even though I don't have a dog, I totally agree. This they just get like exactly what you would think a dog is thinking, um, you know, just like in the original movie. So I really, uh, I really liked it a lot. And I, I agree with you. It's probably the funniest thing we've watched. Um, and Dan so, says, yeah. been a great addition to Disney plus no one. I ha- have to watch it every night. This is one that if I had a real young kid, I would not mind in the rotation. Mm-hmm. So definitely enjoy that. So, the time has come, the walrus said, to speak a minute. Oh, wait, sorry, wrong movie. <laughs> Bonus points if you get where that's from. So, guys, I want to try all of these movies. Um, I really do. Kate, I'm afraid I'm going to have to drop you on this first shot just because I've seen the ending and I've seen some bits and pieces and I want to try something I haven't seen any of. Okay, it's definitely it's probably I'll be honest, Kate, it's probably my number two selection. Okay, all right, that's fine. Sam, same reason. I've seen the ending. I know what happens in this one. So sorry. I've been robbed. I've been robbed. (laughs) So it's between Pete and Rebecca. And I will admit this is very, very, very close. I really hate to say this. Rebecca, you lost me on Jeff Goldblum. So I'm going to go with Pete's Ant-Man. Ant-Man will be what we are watching for next week. Pete is so excited. I was expecting you to pick. I know me either. Uh, the, the, the humor aspect we could all use some humor in our lives. So that's what I'm really banking on Pete. Now, because I picked it does not mean I'll like it. So, <laughs> next week, we're going to be doing Ant-Man and we have the series of Dookie Kamealoha. Basically a Dookie Hauser remake. And she's Hawaiian. And she's Hawaiian. So that will be next week. And with that, everyone, I we will see you then. And I'll let you know what I think of Ant-Man. So good night, everyone. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. 
Then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.